recorded live. What's up, everyone? Huffman here, and you are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 18th, not 18th, sorry, 28th. I know how to read. Uh, this is episode number 90. Can't believe it's episode number 90. That's crazy. Uh, episode title is All Eyes on Nintendo because we had a Nintendo Direct recently. E3's coming up. You know, we already had the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One unveiling. So now it's up to Nintendo to see how they're going to answer. And they're going to try and answer with games. We'll see if they do or not. Um, so that's what the title is all about. So today we got Greg here with us. Hey, guys. How's it going? And Steve shall be uh, joining in shortly. I think yeah, he's going to try and call him in a bit. Um, so what's cool about this podcast as well, for those that don't know, is you can actually join us for the discussion. So you can call into the podcast while we record it live. Or you can join us in our chat room. So full details on how to do that are on nintendofuse.com. But real quick, if you want to call in, dial 1-724-444-7444. And then the call ID is 59264, followed by the pound sign. So I know it's a lot of numbers, a lot of fours, um, but uh, nintendofuse.com has all the details. Right now in the chat, we have Noodles Doodles, so hello to him. And uh, so join us, post your thoughts as we discuss, you know, the uh, the podcast, throughout the podcast, and we'll all mention your comments on the show. So with that being said, let's get right to it. So um, for, as far as the games we've been playing recently, we're going to try and skip over that for the most part and focus on... Um, some of the main topics like the recent Nintendo Direct and the upcoming E3 and everything. Um, but one game that, that um, uh, Greg wanted to briefly talk about is Resident Evil Revelations for Wii U. So take it away, Greg. All right. Well, I recently got a review copy for Resident Evil Revelations. It was uh, originally a 3DS game, and they have ported it over to the Wii U and give it a significant, a significant graphical overhaul. So I'm about a couple episodes in now, and it plays just like the 3DS version. I actually like it a lot better due to the way the controls are aligned. Um, I don't have the Circle Pad Pro, so I imagine it's probably a lot similar to that if I had it for the 3DS XL, but Nintendo, that's a different topic for Nintendo. Um, pretty much like the having that extra joystick really seems to make an extra difference and like the aiming and everything and switching weapons is couldn't be easier. I mean, the the control stick seems to work a little better than the Circle, like the circle Pad on the 3DS. And like I was saying, the button configuration is just about the same. So that allows you to be able to use the right joystick to help aim a little bit better than you could if you didn't have it for the 3DS. And as I was also saying, the graphics do have a nice overhaul, so everything looks very clean and crisp and very nice on my high-definition television. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Now... um, yeah, I had the uh, I had the 3DS um, version of everything, and I had the Circle Pad Pro, but for the original 3DS, um, I haven't got the XL one. I've been debating whether I should buy it or not. I don't know if it's really worth it right now, but um, for somebody that has the 3DS version, would you say there's enough in it that, to make it worth purchasing, like, again for Wii U? Um, it really depends if you had the Circle Pad Pro experience on the 3DS. If you probably had that, I don't think it would be worth it unless you really enjoyed the game enough to get it a second time. But if you've never experienced it, I would say that the Wii U version is better and definitely get that one. But unless you've played the original with like the Circle Pad, then I'm thinking that it won't be that much different besides just being playing on a television instead of the 3DS. Hmm. 
Gotcha. Cool. Um, yeah, that was interesting. So that's uh, Resident Evil Revelations out for Wii U. Um, is there a demo in the eShop? I can't remember. I think they did release one. I didn't check it out because I, like I, I got the review copy of it, so I got it a little bit before the actual release of the game. So I think I saw, like, it, Steve had posted one in Nintendo Download. I thought he saw, like, a demo for it on the Wii U. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I saw that, too. So I guess um, if anybody wants to try it out, definitely uh, hit up the Wii U eShop and download the demo for uh, Resident Evil Revelations. Um but, uh, but, yeah, so that's um, what's out for Wii U. So on to some of our discussion topics. Before we get to the main thing, there's, like, one or two other topics that I want to talk about. One is sort of non-Nintendo-related, but I wanted to briefly mention it. Um, so the owner of Nintendo Fuse, Mickey um, DeLorenzo, right? So Mickey, he um, has been working on an iOS game called Hungry Lizards. So it's finally out. Um, he's been working on this um, over the last two years. And it's a universal iOS game, so it works on iPhone, iPad. Um, and uh, you can check out the full details on NintendoFuse.com, but you're basically playing with these lizards trying to catch the bug. So you kind of tap on the screen, and they'll jump, and you tap again, and they'll shoot their tongue out and try and catch it. Um, it's actually a little challenging. I, I downloaded it, I was playing it, um, and it makes you, you know, it's very addictive. You want to keep on playing and, and do better. Um, there's lots of different modes, multiplayer. There's bosses. There's a whole, you know, original soundtrack, game center stuff achievements, leaderboards, um, there's going to be, you know, new updates in the future with new levels and characters and things, so there's a lot of different features that this game has, um, and it's only 99 cents, so definitely check that out, um, it's out now for iOS devices, uh, I know it's not Nintendo related, but definitely, um, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool game, so we're all gamers here, so definitely, uh, check that out. I definitely agree, the game is pretty fun, I did played a little bit, so, I mean, it, like you said, there is that little challenging aspect of it when you have to time the jumps a little better. I was playing against the AI for the first time recently, and I was struggling a few different times, but other than that, it, the game is a lot of fun. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely, you got to get the hang of things, I think, um, but it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so that is uh, kind of our little off-topic discussion for, for the day. But uh, before we get to the Nintendo Direct, I also wanted to talk about an interesting little title that's being, that was announced, Shadow of the Eternals. So um, Precursor Games um, is a company working on Shadow of the Eternals. And what's interesting about this is um, the people that, that were part of Precursor Games had worked on, um, some of the people part of that company had worked on the GameCube title, Eternal Darkness, Sanities, or Clem. So a lot of people have been asking for a sequel to Eternal Darkness, and that was kind of rumored for a while. And so this is basically the spiritual successor to Eternal Darkness. Um, and so what they are doing is they are essentially um, crowdfunding this game. It's an episodic game that they're going to be working on. Uh, they're going to try and release it on uh, PC and Wii U. Um, and through crowdfunding, they're going to try and gain money to be able to release this title. So you know, a lot of people are wanting successor, so this is what they are working on. So all the details are on NintendoFuse.com, um, but uh, it's definitely interesting to uh, to me, like, trying to see this, because this is something that, you know, some of the fans had wanted, and they're using that crowdfunding then to, to try and, you know, 
um, start off the project. Um, but it's also interesting to me that, I mean, they said they're working closely with Nintendo, um, and Nintendo does hold the trademark for Eternal Darkness. So it makes me wonder how closely they're working with Nintendo or what's going on behind the scenes there. Um, but uh, definitely pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. What do you think about this? I mean, I, I guess I would agree. It is interesting. I actually didn't play the GameCube version of it, but I might be checking it out and maybe do some YouTube videos for, like, the GameCube one. But obviously any game that comes to the Wii U is much appreciated despite the content or the type of game. So it's also, like you were saying, it seems it's only on PC and Wii U that's nice to have an exclusive from the 360 and the PlayStation 3 at least. But I mean, I'm sure the PC version is more just for like the PC gamers and everything. And like, a lot of people like would compare that, I guess, to the Xbox anyway. So. Right. Um, and we also have uh, Steve on the line now as well. How's hey, guys. Steve? Good. Uh, we are just talking about um, uh, Shadow of the Eternals, um, you know, the spiritual successor to Eternal Darkness and everything. Um, so excited about it. Yeah? Have you yeah. played Eternal Darkness? I have. Um, I never finished it, uh, mainly because um, it came out when I was in college, and um, I played through it quite a bit like I'm I'm almost to the end I would say and uh and then I think finals or something happened and I got really busy and I never got back to it but um from what I played and I, I put in quite quite a few hours I'd say um I think because I've I've talked to people that have finished it and I think I'm probably about somewhere like 75 percent away through the game so um I really enjoyed it it was at the time, especially, it was it was just something brand new um, to the, the kind of the survival horror genre. It was kind of a lot more action oriented, and it involved all that you know the the hallucinations and stuff like that, which was just it was cool. Um, I love to play with in the dark, like at night, um, with my roommate watching because he'd get terrified, which is awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Yeah, but I'm pretty excited about it. I haven't, um, unfortunately, I haven't been following um, Shadow of the Eternals as much as I probably wanted to, um, but I am pretty excited about it. Uh, as soon as it was launched, like I was, or uh, announced and everything, I was really, really hoping, you know, that it was going to come out on Wii U, and I'm, I'm pretty excited that they are supporting it because it's one of the few um, games that, you know, is going to be out for Wii U and PC, but not the other systems. Um which is very rare. Right. Um, I'm Mr. Blanky in the chat is saying it's weird that they're going the crowdfunding route. I wonder if they attempted to contact Nintendo to fund the project, especially since Nintendo has been funding a bunch of the product, products lately, um, which is kind of interesting. And, you know, I was saying earlier, I guess, that um, Nintendo does hold a trademark to Eternal Darkness, which is, I guess, why they couldn't use the title in, in the game's name, like they don't call it Eternal Darkness 2 or something. Um, but apparently a lot of the sanity effects and stuff from the game were also patented by Nintendo. So I'm a little confused, I guess, as to how that's working. Um, yeah, I don't know either. Project. So, um, hmm. Yeah, so I'm definitely curious to kind of hear more. I don't know. I wonder if we're going to talk about this at E3 or not. Or um, I'm guessing not just because it's probably kind of far away since it just started crowdfunding. Um, but maybe later on they will. Yeah, I'm wondering if, uh, if you know, if it's 
if they're kind of going for, and I have no idea what, you know, how games go and everything, how um, funding and all that stuff for games go, but I'm wondering if it's it's going to be, like, mostly funded by crowdfunding and then, like, you know, Nintendo's going to pitch in to, you know, publish it or some or that, you know, they'll have their own, you know, funding and everything to publish it just because there's, they're such a new, I mean, basically a new company. Um, so I'm guessing that's probably why they went crowdfunding, you know, to actually fund the development of it. But I wonder if, like, publishing, if it's going to, like, come from other places. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. And, I and maybe, and, and maybe they've said those answers. I just haven't, I haven't read up on it enough, so I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm not sure on the specific side either, but I'm Mr. Blakey. The chat also mentions um, a possibility that some people have kind of thrown around as well, saying that maybe Nintendo is working on Eternal Darkness too, um, which is why they're kind of giving this project its blessing because it kind of seems interesting because they want more games for Wii U, but they're not associating the Eternal Darkness name with it. Or um, hmm. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a contract-related thing because that's why, like, they use like Perfect Dark as a spiritual successor to GoldenEye for the Nintendo 64. So I don't know if it's something like that. Possibly, maybe then. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to finding out more information and trying to see, you know, what comes with this game in the future. Um, so that'll be uh, definitely cool to to keep an eye out on. Um, so let's get right to it now with the um, one of the main topics for tonight, and that is the recent Nintendo Direct from May 17th. Um, got a lot of different uh, release dates and more information on stuff. Um, not too many really new announcements. There's a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's get right to it. So May 17th, um, the Nintendo Direct, uh, I think, worldwide. Um, but what was interesting was the Japanese Nintendo Direct was actually called a Sega Direct. Um, because I guess the heavy focus on some Sega stuff. Um, so it makes me, you know, makes you wonder if there's going to be other third-party directs or anything in the future. Uh, that's kind of interesting. But uh, basically, Nintendo has an exclusive worldwide partnership with Sega on the Sonic franchise for three exclusive games. Um, so Nintendo's uh, going buddy buddy with with Sega there on Sonic, and so there's uh, three games coming. We know two of them. The two of them were announced. The third one we still don't know yet. But there's a new Mario and Sonic Olympic Games title, of course. Um, this one's coming to Wii U. Um, it's going to have games so you can switch between the Wii Remote Plus and Gamepad, as well as different stages built in the world to Sonic and Mario. There's mixed events that combine various sports into one race. Um, and it comes out next year. Uh, then the other game is Sonic Lost World, and that's exclusive to Wii U and 3DS. And actually, the trailer was just released today. Um, it's almost like a Sonic meets Super Mario, like Super Mario Galaxy or something. Um, it's kind of interesting. Another, uh, not another one of those with a sword, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, thankfully, no. Because <laughs> um, that was an exclusive to Wii, and then, well, we all know how that went. <laughs> right. Um... But, yeah, these actually, I mean, well, I, you know, I don't know. I'm sure the Olympic title will probably be pretty similar to the others, but Sonic Lost World looks kind of interesting. Um, what do you guys think about just this whole partnership with Sega and everything, and also um, Sonic Lost World? Have you seen the trailer or anything? I was, <clears throat> excuse me, I was 
future. I'm just, I thought it was pretty good of Nintendo to come up with another like uh, exclusive deal that has more exclusive games, obviously especially Sonic games. I think those are probably more suited for the Nintendo system in general, but let's see. Um, pretty much with the Sonic Lost World, I did see the trailer. It kind of reminded, reminded me more of like um, 3D Land for the 3DS, the way that the maps were designed. It was kind of like a slight 3D element to it, but they seemed it was more like a almost like a side scroller type of game that was like has like some 3D effects on it. So I thought the game looks really fun, and I might actually look into getting a demo or checking it out later. But uh, Olympic Games, uh, no surprise there. I not really wasn't really into the ones on Wii, so I was probably gonna check those out. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm only slightly, I guess, excited <laughs> about them. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's. I think it's interesting, especially with, um, you know, that they are partnering up with Sega so much. Um, but I don't know. Just the the previous years exclusives that are for Nintendo just haven't been that fantastic. So I don't know. I'm I'm not. I don't have like high expectations. I guess um, just because their their track record with with other um, you know um, Wii or you know 3ds or whatever exclusives. Um, but I think it is interesting. I mean, it's so weird. I think uh, to have you know these these sort of um, deals with Sega because you know for so long they were you know, competitors and everything. So it's it's still odd, I think, to me, um, who grew up on, you know, NES and Super Nintendo and everything and, and seeing these two companies work so, you know, close together uh, nowadays, it's still odd. But, um, but, yeah, I just, like I said, recently, I mean, the Sonic and, the, uh, Sonic and Sega um, Olympic Games have been good, and but the other, like the Sonic Knight or whatever, game it just wasn't that great and I don't know kind of have to wait and see I guess that's what I'll say <laughs> right yeah I think I'm kind of in the uh, the same um, mindset there where just the recent Sonic games that I played haven't been that great uh, to me like Sonic Generations look cool but mm-hmm. they didn't release a good version of that on Nintendo platforms they released you know the parts that I didn't like so that was right. kind of unfortunate. So I mean, this looks yeah, like yeah. an interesting concept, but it's kind of like you gotta prove it to me, Sega. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't no sign the, the you know exclusives are great, but uh, don't send the crap over here. You know, <laughs> I, want, right. I want a good exclusive. <laughs> right. I mean, right. what I got out of it, it seemed like Nintendo was gonna have a larger part in helping Sega develop them, like kind of reimagine Sonic. That's kind of how I got out of it, rather direct at least. It seemed like mm-hmm. it wasn't gonna be a typical. Sonic game from Sega, it seemed like Nintendo was really going to like give them good ideas and how to make them better. And mm-hmm. and that's just interesting in the whole song. Like, that Nintendo would be helping Sega develop Sonic. That's just, like, mind-blowing, I guess, for, for me. <laughs> because I come from that, you know, that background of, I mean, that's just, that just doesn't happen. <laughs> like, at, at the very, you know, when they started partnering, that was one thing. But now that they're, like, you know, looking to Nintendo to help them, that's just like, whoa, that that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that definitely uh, 
pretty interesting thing there, their partnership there. Um, and yeah, in the chat room, I got a couple of uh, thoughts going on about this. Um, let's see. Uh, Mr. Blinky is um, saying some of the stuff seems like a given, like Mario and Sonic, you know, um, that's kind of been happening, really. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Noodles, Noodles Doodles is talking about, he says, apart from kids and ultra-hardcores, Sonic has kind of lost relevance, relevance to most gamers. Um, so, sorry, Tris. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I guess Sonic's just kind of, I just see him as like, I don't know, he has mediocre games, and he's kind of does a bunch of minigame stuff now, too. Like, um, I don't know. But uh, it's definitely uh, something I'll keep an eye on and see how, how big of a hand Nintendo has in, in, in these games as well. Um, yeah, it's interesting that, like, at one time, you know, Sonic was, you know, the yeah the whole thing like blast processing and and all that stuff and now Sonic's like looked at like uh yeah yay Sonic you know he's on the same level as Mario now which is interesting you know and like the, the hardcore go to like Call of Duty or you know Halo or something um, you know I think just kind of reiterating this I it's still you know it still kind of gets me because I mean it'd be like you know if, if several years down the road um, you know Microsoft you know, for whatever reason, stopped making um, systems, and they developed, you know, they developed hand-in-hand with Nintendo on Halo, and they looked to Nintendo to help them with Halo. That is crazy, you know, but, like, that's what we would have thought, and we would have, you know, someone would have told us, yeah, oh, yeah, in, like, 10, 15 years, Nintendo's going to be, you know, working hand-in-hand with Sega on Sonic games. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see, you know, what comes of this partnership, uh, and other third parties as well. Um, you know, maybe there'll be other, you know, third parties with more core games and stuff that they'll partner with, um, in the future or something. We'll see. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's the little Sega partnership going on. We still don't know that third title, um, which I just want to throw this one little rumor out there. Um, I think it's Sumo Digital, the people that work on the Sonic Racing games. Um, and um, they kind of hinted that, like, some of their, their, their hints that, is that they're maybe working on a new Sonic Racing title. Um, but they almost hinted, almost maybe, that there might be, like, a Mario Kart Sonic Racing kind of crossover thing. Um, <laughs> which, however true or not that may be, I actually would kind of like that because I think that would freshen things up. And I think um, the Sonic Racing game, like the recent one, Racing Transformed, was was pretty good. Um, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, so I don't know. I'd almost like to see them, you know, come back with one of the other Sega games that, you know, hasn't really been touched lately. Do they say it's specifically Sonic or do they just say Sega in general? Uh, I think Sonic. Okay. Yeah, I think it was yeah. like definitely Sonic or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. So that'll be, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting know. to see. Um, yeah, so that's the um, kind of most of the, the second news from the Nintendo Direct. Uh, they also had one other tidbit, um, actually two other things. One was for Japan, but I'll just mention it. Um, Yakuza 1 and 2, there's an HD re-release. Um, there's some PS2 games. The HD um, remake was released on PS3 last November. 
but it's now coming to Wii U this summer in Japan with the additional Wii U gamepad controls and everything. So for those in Japan, um, they get that. Uh, for everyone else, there are more new Sega Game Gear titles on the way to the 3DS Virtual Console also. So more from Sega coming soon. Um, also, speaking of the Virtual Console, Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages and Seasons, the two Game Boy Color titles are coming to the 3DS Virtual Console um, on May 30th. So that's um, in two days, this Thursday. Um, and from May, they're normally going to be $5.99 each. Um, but what's interesting about these games is if you own both of them, you're going to get linked content and things like an alternative end boss and, you know, other content if you have both versions. So to kind of help promote that and get people to buy both, there's going to be a sale from May 30th to June 20th. They're going to be $4.99 each rather than $5.99. So if you're going to buy both, you're saving a dollar each, $2, I guess. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, so if you're planning on getting them, I guess get them sooner rather than later so you can get them on sale. Um, so, so Game Boy Color titles are coming this Thursday. Um, then a couple of other games. I'm just going to mention a bunch, and then we'll kind of discuss them in a in a group. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D was also showed. They they showed off some new levels. That game is out now, um, so check that out. Uh, Mario and Donkey Kong Minis on the Move. They showed how you can do custom level creation. I believe that game is out now as well. Um, owners of the game have a special swap notes waiting for them, so check out swap notes. Um, and there's also, let's see, a new puzzle in the Street Pass Me Plaza for Animal Crossing New Leaf, which comes out June 9th. So I'm incredibly excited for that, like super excited. Um, but, uh, yeah, new puzzle, Street Pass Me Plaza. So check that out for a new puzzle. Um, and then they also showed Game & Wario, which releases June 24th for $39.99. So it's uh, slightly cheaper than usual. And it uses the Wii U gamepad in various ways to kind of, you know, between the TV screen and the gamepad, there's lots of different cool mini games and stuff. So um, a bunch of games kind of out or coming soon and things. Um, any of those games from that list that you guys are, you know, really excited about or anything that kind of stood out for you? Um, I guess not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still, I don't know. I think part of me is still trying to play catch-up from the stuff that I missed, you know, over the last several months that I've just been not able, not able to play um, stuff by finishing up school and everything. And so part of me is, like, um, is trying to, to be very picky, I guess, with what I play unless, you know, we get, you know, review copies or whatever. That's a different story. But I don't know. It's just like I want to play so much, but I don't know. I mean, a lot more picky than I than I had been in the past, um, and so um, I probably won't end up getting uh, Donkey Kong uh, Country Returns just because I have it for Wii and it's a great game. Um, but you know, I pretty much already own it. I know there's gonna be new features and everything, but um, I pretty much already own the game, so I probably won't buy it again. But um, let's see. Uh, Animal Crossing, I will probably end up getting that one. Um, I, I held off on the Wii title just because it's it's one of those games that I um, I don't know. I think I, I played the the DS game a lot, and and I just feel like it's it's more it's more suited for on the go, and so um, I'll probably end up getting you know the 3DS one. Um, I don't know. What else is there? Like some link link to the past or um, the link games, 
or Zelda games. Um, I I held off on them the first time around and never ended up getting them. I probably won't get them again. Um, yeah, I'll probably end up, you know, saving my Zelda time for uh, the next uh, Link to the Past, whatever game. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's probably the one that really excites me um, a little bit to to probably get myself out to actually make a purchase. It's probably uh, Animal Crossing. Um, the other games are great, but I just I'm I'm being extremely picky right now because I'm still got a lot on my backlog. Mm-hmm. How about you, Greg? Um, as for the Oracle of Seasons and Ages, I've actually never played those. It's almost the only Zelda games I think left outside those uh, non-mentionable CDI games. But those are the only Zelda games I have not played yet, and I was definitely interested to at least get them while they're on sale. I don't know when I'll get around to playing them, but at least wanted to get them while they're on sale. Um, I also agree with Steve on Donkey Kong Country Returns. I'm not particularly going to go out and get it yet. I mean, I might see when this one might go on sale and eventually get it, but since I also enjoyed the Wii one a lot and I did complete it on there, I don't think it. I should rebuy this pretty much the same game with a couple new levels at the end, at least at this point in time. I might look at it more down the road. Um, the Mario and Donkey Kong minis in the move, I haven't really been into that series too much recently, and the, this one around kind of reminded me of one of the other games I'd reviewed. It's like a working dogs game, and I don't know, I didn't really care for that one a whole lot, so I didn't want to dive into a game pretty much just like it based on how it looked. And um, I've never played the Animal Crossing game, so I was trying to be passing on that one, but I did obviously get the puzzle piece for that, which was pretty cool. And I don't know if you guys had gotten it too, but I got another spot note update, and I got um, a uh, piece for the Dylan's Rolling Ranger Part 2, the last Ranger. But that's, mm-hmm. I have that game now, so I don't know if they get, only sent that to the people that have the game. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't checked Swapped in a while. I'm not sure. I haven't either. They probably only sent it to the people that have it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so many swap notes. Like, I've lost track of like without without having you know like a bunch of you guys and stuff to send swap notes and stuff too, like I wouldn't have half the ones that I do because I just there's so many to keep track of. Yeah, I mean most of the ones I get anymore are just like uh, here's some wallpaper, here's some wallpaper. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get I get some that in the very beginning when I first got swap notes, I I deleted a couple because I was like I don't know this conversation is probably done and everything, and occasionally I'll get um, notes that say that the the conversation has been deleted already, but I only deleted notes from the very, very beginning when I had it. So that's really odd to me. Has that happened to you guys? Do you delete anything? Because I don't know who's um, writing me that I, I don't know, from messages that I deleted like I mean, probably a I, year ago. <laughs> I've deleted a few, but doesn't, I don't know if you've hit like a limit because isn't there a limit to a certain number of swap notes? And then after a while, I think it starts, automatically deleting some. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you limit, limit or... I don't know. But still, those things are like six months old, then. I don't know who's writing <laughs> it. <laughs> it's like every once in a while, you know, on our forums, when someone resurrects like a three-year-old post. You're like, really? <laughs> right. I haven't, I haven't seen that. I get the other message that comes up a lot saying like, oh, um, like somebody, like 
this was resent to or whatever, and that's been deleted or whatever. That's when I see. It's like if somebody didn't realize they sent it to me the first time, I think, and then they sent me the same note again. So it said, like, oh, you already have this note, so we went ahead and deleted it for you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so there's, um, a couple of those games. I don't, none of them really stand out to me for games that I'm going to get, like Donkey Kong or any of the others, um, except for Animal Crossing, of course, but, like, Game of Wario, like, it actually looks kind of cool, but just because of, you know, just how things have been lately in life, it, it's harder to be able to sit down in front of the TV and play. Like, I like to just, you know, maybe before bed, just get the game pad, play something on off-TV play real quick or something, so mm-hmm. Game and Wario doesn't have off TV play just because of the way it's designed. So um, I might pick that up at some point because it looks pretty pretty fun, but uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna get it yet. But Animal Crossing New Leaf, definitely getting it right at midnight. I'm gonna be up to get that. So is my sister. Um, and so you're not gonna download cool. it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna download it. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I've been trying to download games if they're available for download, but. Even, you know, if I was getting retail titles, I think Animal Crossing is the type of game to, like, always have on your system, pretty much. Um, and um, somebody in the chat at Noodle Studios was asking, what makes this Animal Crossing different from the others? Um, well, in terms of, you know, most of the Animal Crossing games are all kind of, you know, you go to a new town, you start up a new house, you work for Tom Nook um, to kind of build up some money and, and build your house and everything. So it's kind of that same thing, except with this game, Instead, now you're the mayor. So um, so it's the first time they kind of change up the story a little bit. Um, and so as the mayor, you have new things that you can do, like you can create stuff in your town, different um, – you can build different things around your town. You can kind of set rules for your town. You can um, – I mean, there's a lot more customization, like down to, you know, the shirts and furniture designs, but like even like your sleeves of the shirts, like you can customize so many different things. Um, uh, I mean, there's, you know, online play is back, but there's more things that you can do, like you can play mini games and stuff on the island with, with other friends. Um, you can, if you register them as best friends, then uh, as long as you're online and you have your gate open, I think, but you may not be in the other person's town, you can still message them. Um, so just lots of different um, things there. They kind of improved a lot of different things. Um, so it's it's definitely seems like it's going to be the best Animal Crossing. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of scared because I know how much I put into that game, like on what it, whatever it was called, uh, for the DS, and I bought it like after everybody else had because I kept hearing a lot about it and I was like, okay, I guess I'll get it. Um, I know that if I get it right off the bat, that I'm going to be putting so much time in it, and I'm pretty sure that I won't be able to play any other game during that time. <laughs> Like, it will be basically the only thing that I do, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'd say Animal Crossing. Between Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, and Smash Bros., those three games, those three series, I can play for hours and hours and hours. So this is going to be occupying my 3DS for quite a while. Um, and uh, Noodle Soodle's in the chat saying, is it convenient to download 3DS games? Um, yeah, I mean, you just go on the eShop and it download, and it doesn't take too long. Um, some of the games have taken me like 14, 15 minutes, like not too long to download. Um, they're usually right up at midnight too, so you can kind of, if you really don't want to play it right away, you you can just set it to download, put it in sleep mode, go to sleep. When you wake up, it's there. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Some games are big, though, recently. I, I heard that, uh, like, uh, 
Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D was uh, like two and a half gigs or three gigs or something like oh. that. So that could that could take a while. So that's yeah. one of those. Yeah, you definitely uh, set it on sleep mode and go to sleep and play it in the morning. Right. Definitely. Um, speaking of downloads, let's uh, move on to the next title that we have here. Uh, New Super Luigi U. So this was kind of an interesting little announcement. So this is basically DLC for New Super Mario Bros. U. Uh, and it releases on June 20th for um, 1999. Um, so 20 bucks, and you basically get essentially, it's essentially a whole other, what, 80 levels or something? Like it's basically the whole game kind of all new levels revamped for Luigi and everything. Um, and so uh, we finally have a release date and price, so that's pretty cool. Not 20 bucks, June 20th. Um, but if you're one of those people that doesn't have new Super Mario Bros. U and you still want to get this game, or if you just want to have a retail copy, they're actually going to release this game at retail. Um, so this whole DLC pack has a separate retail game, uh, New Super Luigi U. It's going to be released on August 25th, for $29.99, or July 26th if if you're in Europe. They get it a whole month before, plus at retail. Um, So basically, June 20th, 20 bucks at DLC, or you can wait two months later and pay $10 more to get it retail. Um, So if you're not in any rush and you really want something, you know, retail, you have that option. Um, That's kind of cool. And they also showed multiplayer with Luigi, two toads, and a Nabbit. You can actually play as a Nabbit, who... Um, can't use any power-ups, but he can't be hurt by enemies either. So you can kind of let, you know, somebody who's not very good at video games or something but still wants to play along, you can maybe give them Navit to play. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> it, it sounds bad, but, you know, you always have that person that's just, like, lagging behind, and you're just like, seriously, just bubble the whole time. Act like you're playing <laughs> along with us. Um yeah, I'm so excited that I can give them and just like you know play the play as an abbot. It'll be fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Should I give them that to Tristan when we play New Super Mario Bros. Wii? Like, come on, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's definitely pretty cool. I'm just I didn't expect them to release this DLC pack as a retail thing, but that's actually kind of cool. Like, I like that they're giving different options and stuff. Um, I kind of, I'm not actually surprised at all because, um, I mean, I I know that I've heard that this time around with the 3DS and the Wii U especially that the the number of people who've connected their their systems is pretty high um, online and everything, which is is great. Um, But I, I know there's still like a ton of people who, like just looking at Miiverse, like which is filled with idiots. Let's just be honest. Um, and so, and uh, and you look at there, and people are like, "What's this game all about? How do I get it?" And like, seriously, just look at the eShop. Just download it. It's so easy. But I think that's it's still pretty tough, especially because right now um, it looks like Nintendo is doing their DLC all through the eShop. So you got, you would actually have to, you know, even if you had the game retail copy. It might say, you know, oh look, you know, uh, Super Luigi U is available, but it would still require you to go into the eShop and and download the the DLC from there, which requires more steps. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that they they're actually putting it on, you know, a disc to make it really easy for those other people. Um, and heck, they're going to make more money off of it too. So as a company, you know, sure, do it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, are you guys planning on the, on getting this done? Uh, I assume Stevie you said you were really excited, so. Um. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll probably download it. Especially, I mean, I I love Mario, so I'll I'm a sucker for getting almost anything Mario. Um, but yeah, I'll probably get it. What about you, Greg? I'm still undecided on it. Um, it seems like it's really cool how it has like all the new features and everything like that, and like new levels and everything. But I don't know if I I need to pay like twenty dollars, pretty much for another version of the game. But I don't know. I'm still contemplating about it, and I don't really use the multiplayer as much. I haven't. I probably only played the New Super Mario Brothers U multiplayer like like twice or something so far. So I wouldn't definitely be getting it for that. It would just be more for trying to do the single player levels that are supposedly a lot harder than the original game. But maybe Steve will have to tell me how good those are, and then I might be more tempted to pick it up if they are really uh, as good as they, they're saying that they are. Right. Yeah, I'm also kind of torn on it, um, just because, I mean, I'm also, you know, limited on time for games, but I still haven't even, you know, completed New Super Mario Bros. U, so I kind of feel like I might want to finish that up first or something, and then maybe down the line I'll get this. Um, but is it bad that the, the thing that I'm excited, or I think that is the coolest about this, is the logo? Like, I really like the logo to this. It's, it's so creative. Like, how they crossed out the thing. I, I don't know. I just saw that, and I was like, that is awesome. Um, so that would be cool to see, like, in stores, like, the green copy of the game, like, the green cover and the, the logo and stuff. I don't know. I think that's cool. That's, it's the that's simple place. That's really cool. I mean, that was pretty cool. I was offering it the physical copy. I was kind of surprised that they were putting it, like, a month later, though. Like, they like, oh, if you really want it, you have to download it first. So I know there's people out there that are like, oh, I don't download stuff and want want the physical copies and so it's kind of like a screw you to those people, I guess. Yeah, it is. We're getting a two month later retail. Although Europe's getting it one month later, um, so we have to wait two months if we want to get retail. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, that's a new supermarket. New Super Luigi U. Um, so the next game is also another one that Europe and Japan get before us. So it's Pikmin 3. Japan gets it July 13th, Europe July 26th, and we get it August 4th here in the U.S. Um, so that kind of gave more details about the game. Uh, you have there's three new characters: Alf, Brittany, and the Captain Charlie. Um, you can kind of switch between the three different characters, so you can have them in separate parts of the map doing different things. Uh, you can even replay a day later on. Uh, there's no limit on the number of days like in the first Pikmin game. It's more like the second one where there's a limit like from sunrise to sunset kind of thing. Um, but you don't have like a 30-day limit to beat the game. Um, so that's, that's nice. And you're basically going through collecting foods and everything. Um, there is multiplayer functionality, uh, like a challenge mode and everything, but they have not said if it's local or online. I'm guessing probably local. Otherwise, it would be, you know, advertising, online play and stuff, but this will give us more details on that in the future. Um, and also lots of control options. Uh, you can use the Wii U gamepad. Um, you can use the Wii U Pro controller. You can use the Wii Remote Plus and Nunchuck. Uh, you can use, like, the gamepad sitting down and control with the Wii Remote Plus and Nunchuck, so you have a map on the gamepad. Um, and there's also off-TV play. 
So lots of different control options, which is pretty cool. Um, and I'm really excited for this, especially now that they said off TV play, because just because nowadays that's like a big thing for me. So um, I was already excited for it, but it's, it's cool to have all those different control options as well. So and you can play um, with can the even... Wii Remote and Nunchuck off TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was just, I think you can set the gamepad as like a little monitor, right, and then play. Yeah. Um, I did that for um, well, not with a Wii Remote, but with, I had the Pro Controller. I went down in my kitchen and I sat down the gamepad. And uh, I was sitting there, um, and I had the Wii U Pro Control, and I was playing Assassin's Creed 3. Like, it's, that's just, I mean, there's not really many times you're going to be doing that, but it's still fun just for the heck of it, you know? Um, yeah. Still kind of cool. Um, are you guys going to get a Pikmin 3 at all? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no hesitation there. I will definitely be getting that. Um, yeah. I probably will be skipping it. I didn't really play the first two and I don't uh, know. I don't know if I like those like that kind of adventure game. I don't know. I mean, I am getting the wonderful 101, but I know that game is kind of similar to it, but I was able to at least demo that one at the Experience E3 thing. Right, what you should do is uh, you should try to track down the new play control uh, Pikmin 1 or 2 and play that um, mm-hmm. because it's a lot cheaper and you'll get a sense of the game, and um, I guarantee you'll fall in love with it. Well, I would all but guarantee, because I guess there's probably going to be some people that won't like it, but I was very skeptical about the game until I played New Play Control, and oh my gosh, I was just like, all right, I this is great, and I can't wait till the third one. So. Yeah, New Play Control Pikmin 2 is, is awesome. Um, it, it is one of those games that, like, it looks kind of odd, like, I, I played it, I think, the first time at a dentist's office in the waiting room. And, like, I was like, oh, I was playing this game. And I was like, this is really fun. And so I got into it. And then um, I never got a chance to buy the games. I would, like, rent them a couple of times. But once they came out on Wii, New Play Control, um, I went and got them. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and it's Pikmin 3 and Wonderful 101 are two games that, like, the wait is even worse because of actually played them, like a demo of them from the Wii U experience and everything, so now that I've gotten my hands on them, it's like I want them. Um, mm. But yeah, the Wonderful 101 is the other game. That comes out to be finally a release date, August 23rd in Europe, and for the U.S., it's September 15th. So unfortunately that's not until after the summer, but uh, the game looks great, though. Um, it's uh, Noodle Studios in the chat is asking what's the Wonderful 101. Um, this was that project uh. P100, I think was the old title, but the wonderful 101, like you're kind of um, controlling a whole group of people and you kind of circle around other civilians, turn them into superheroes, and they each have their own powers and you can like combine and do all these superhero moves. It's it's, uh, really interesting looking. Um, And uh, there's always like lots of stuff happening on the screen, but it's like really, really fun to play. Um, And uh, yeah, this is another one that has a cool logo and a cool box art too. Like that's, Image looks cool. That's the one thing that I miss yeah. about going digital with games. But, um, but yeah. So I mean, this definitely uh, looks pretty sweet. I feel like they 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 keep tweaking the the graphical style, and I really like what they've done most recently because it seems it's more. I don't know. I think pretty much all they 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 added some sort of like edge sort of thing, an edgy feel to the graphics, and I and I really like that because mm-hmm. I think when they first um, announced that it was going to become. Um, the wonderful one on one from Project P one hundred or whatever, that it was like it was a little more softer cartoony 
I feel like, and it was like, eh, you know, because it kind of seemed a little kiddish. But the most recent graphical style, I feel like they, they changed it up a little more, and it's a little more edgy. Um, I mean, it's still, you know, like cartoony, but it's uh, it's more like comic book <laughs> instead. I, I, I really like that style. I definitely agree. I thought it's transformed kind of nice, and it, I'm actually pretty excited for it because I did get a chance to play that one, and that was my most anticipated title for like the launch window, but obviously this is well beyond it now. That's <laughs> <laughs> the launch window. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate it got delayed so much, but, uh, I mean, at least they're kind of going to take the time and polish it up and everything. Um, but, man, the second half of this year is going to be packed uh, with games. Like, yeah. it's going to be crazy. Um, yeah, so E3 is coming up. Um, so that's basically all they announced for Nintendo Direct. There's one of the little announcements that they made during the Nintendo Direct that's related to E3. Um, and so, essentially... So, you know, people going to E3, only the press, you know, can go and stuff. They get to try out the E3 demos. They get to give their thoughts and everything. But what about all us other folks, you know, that can't make it there? Um, well, Nintendo's partnering with Best Buy. There's going to be more than 100 Best Buy locations across the U.S. and Canada. And during E3 week, they're going to have E3 demos for us to play. Um so that's going to be really cool. They haven't really given any more details. They said they will later, so I don't know when. I'm kind of waiting on that so I can plan for it and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, so more than 100 Best Buy locations across the U.S. and Canada, you'll be able to play E3 demos um, for, you know, I assume Wii U and 3DS. Um, it, I don't think they said which one. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess at first I was like, well, why can't they just offer the stuff on the eShop? But then I thought about it, and a lot of times the demos aren't really – necessarily made for the public kind of thing. Like, they can kind of crash and, um, you know, there's there's different issues with them. So, at least with this way, they can release, they, or they don't have to worry about unstable, like, unstable stuff. They can actually let people try it out, though. And, and it's also advertising, too. They go to the store at Best Buy, they see people playing these demos. They're like, all right, let's go pick up a Wii U. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely really excited for that because if that means I get to play, you know, Mario Kart and all this other stuff, then count me in if I can find the best buy nearby. Um, so definitely uh, looking forward to to that. Um, so, yeah, I guess I, I'm waiting to find out more information, like the dates and stuff. Hopefully they announce that soon so that we can kind of plan for it. Um, that would be nice. Steve and Greg. Yeah, right. <laughs> um <laughs> Because Stephen Greg will be there at E3, but uh, yeah, and we don't know any more information than you do. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it's kind of that's what you know. The last thing I wanted to talk about in the episode, we'll get to it later, was figuring out our plans for future podcasts and stuff. I don't know what we're doing, how we're going to do our E3 podcast because we always we'd have you guys sitting in the um, the convention center, and basically we'd do a little pre-show thing, giving our predictions, and then afterwards we'd give our thoughts. But there isn't really a press conference thing now. So it's kind of, I don't know, we have to figure out what we're going to do. Um, but uh, more on that in a second. But uh, basically, what, as far as what's coming up on the horizon, so there's no press conference from Nintendo as we, we discussed in a previous um, podcast episode, but they announced a, another Nintendo Direct on June 11th, Tuesday, June 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So the, I think the Microsoft, Sony, excuse me, their conferences are going to be June 10th, that Monday, June 11th, right before the show floor opens up. 
Um, they're going to have 10 a.m. Eastern Time, a um, Nintendo Direct, and it's going to feature um, the new Smash Bros. game, 3D Mario, Mario Kart, and other Wii U titles, and I assume maybe 3DS as well. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, definitely the, the big games that you know we knew were going to be at E3, that's where they're going to be talking about on that Nintendo Direct. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. And another little event that they're doing that I thought was kind of interesting was that same day, Tuesday, June 11th, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, is a Pokemon X and Y developer roundtable. So they sometimes have these developer roundtables, um, and they're usually not streamed online. They'll usually give us highlights from it later on. But what's interesting is they've never done, like Pokemon has never had a big presence at E3, um, probably mostly because the games come out in Japan a couple months before they come out in the U.S. But since it's a worldwide release in October, I guess they're really promoting it. And this developer roundtable, roundtable is going to be an hour and a half long. Um, and it's going to include Pokemon Company President and CEO Sunakazu Ishihara and Game Freak Director Junichi Masuda. So um, some of the uh, the big name people working on the games are going to be there. And um, I guess that's probably where they're going to make a lot of big announcements. So um, that would be really cool. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about that too. Yeah, because like the the Pokemon company usually has um, a booth at E3, but yeah, they usually don't make too many big announcements or anything like that. It's just kind of like yeah, we're here, and it's usually um, surrounding like the card games and stuff like that. Um, it's usually not you know too much about you know big games like you know video games and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, it'll definitely be uh, be interesting. And uh, for you guys, isn't there like some sort of a a media event for the press or something where you got to try the games? Or um, supposed to be? I think I heard something. <laughs> yeah, we haven't heard back yet. <laughs> I wish we could say, you know, we're under embargo. We can't say, but no, I honestly have no clue, and they're not talking to us, and it's annoying. So Nintendo, no, 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 if you're listening, get back with us. We want to know at least what, we're, what our plans are because we're filling up our time with other companies. Want to make sure we have enough time for you. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think what it's supposed to be is there's supposed to be like a um, there's supposed to be a, a like a publisher um, or distributor only event, and then there's supposed to be a media only event. Um, but yeah, we have no clue on really. I think that that publisher distributor event is supposed to be like on um, the morning of. Uh, the, the Tuesday that E3 starts, so it's kind of like um, I think it's around the same time as their their big event usually is, but that's the only thing we've heard about I think um, that's kind of leaked out. Uh, but obviously they're not going to let any press into that one at all apparently. Um, so I still have no idea when we're going to have our event for for the games and everything, and when they're going to you know announce a lot of that stuff to the press. All right. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see what's going on with that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of end this episode then with some brief predictions, thoughts on E3. Like, what are you guys most looking forward to? What um, do you think, you know, Nintendo's got to do at E3 this year? Um, so we'll start with you, Steve. Uh, honestly, games, games, games. Like, I, I think that's what they have to do. Um, I think I, I was – I think the last time we talked, um, we talked about, like, our, our thoughts on Nintendo um, and going into E3, and just just a, a little plug: if if you haven't voted on our poll on on the site yet, go there. Tell us what we what you think about Nintendo's decision to do you know the smaller events instead of the big events. 
uh, at E3 this year. But um, I was I was very leery on it and in the beginning, and, and I think I've kind of come around to it just because it, it could be really good for them to to kind of step back and say, you know what, it's it's no big deal to put you know all this money and time into this big thing. Let's let's really concentrate on the games. And um, I think if they do that, they're going to walk away really in a good place um, because what that, what's going on with I think maybe you guys talked about it already before I came in. Um, with with Xbox and and PS4 uh, and everything, they're they're just not focusing on the games as much. I and mean, I think Sony is a little more than than Microsoft is. But you know what we're realizing, what what a lot of company or people are realizing is that um, you know a new console, new new system and everything. You know, are bagging on the the Wii U for not having a lot of games. Well, look at like Xbox is going to suffer the same consequences. You know, so the same thing is going to happen, and and PlayStation the same thing is going to happen. So what Nintendo needs to do is like really uh, take advantage of this year um, jump that they had on the competition and just slam out as many games and, and high quality games as they can um, in this next you know fiscal year, especially and I mean before, right right at, right before or right at the same time as you know the other consoles are launching. You know, let's get Mario Kart, Mario Kart out the door as soon as you can. You know, I'm really excited about seeing that at E3. Um, this next 3D Mario, let's get that out, um, get it out quick and but, but polished. And I'm really excited about seeing that as well. And the Smash Bros. is just going to be amazing. Um, get that out in people's hands. And that, you know, those those three games alone are going to start selling systems like crazy. Um, let us know about a little more about the next Zelda. You know, if we're able to see, like, at least a little, like, trailer or a teaser or something like that what that next Zelda is going to look like. It's going to be fantastic. Um, you know, maybe even throw another, you know, first-person uh, uh, Metroid game together, you know, maybe in the Prime, you know, and a spiritual successor or whatever, you know, there's like the Prime series. Um, that'd be awesome. And then throw, you know, some brand-new IP, you know, that's something we're not even expecting, that it's going to, it's going to take advantage of the Wii U hardware in a way that we've never thought about before and, and throw it out, out there as well. I think if they really focus on what they do well, they focus on saying, you know, these are going to be out really soon and actually following through with it, and they and they show innovation, um, I think it's going to be a great E3. All right. What are your thoughts, Greg? Well, pretty much building on what Steve was saying, obviously I also agree they really need to bring forth the games, and I really think that they almost need to say, like, hey, we're going to have Mario Kart out by the end of the year kind of thing. I don't think they can say it's coming. I really think it's going to help mm-hmm. people realize then, hey, it's coming this holiday season. Get, get your Wii U ready. Get it for the holidays and everything. So I think they really need to narrow down that one in the 3D Mario. And if they have some sort of expectation for Smash Brothers, I think they should try to at least outline that. But since we're only getting screenshots of that one, they're pretty much just going to have to get that like a name drop a major character that's going to be like already confirmed for the series. Like if they're going to add Mega Man or if they're adding someone else, like you got to build up the hype for the game, and that's just the way to do it. Is just to give like a nice piece of information like that. Um, I'm pretty much. I think that's how they're going to have to battle with the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox because they're going to be kind of more on the game side, probably around E3 to let you know their launch games and their launch window games and everything like that. And 
Nintendo needs to bring their A game and have like the 3D Mario and like have the Mario Kart and Smash Brothers like all ready to go. And I mean, if they can have Zelda and also a new IP and whatever Retro is working on, it's gonna set a lot of people like get all excited for the system, and that's gonna start selling a lot more consoles like sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd say just, just kind of, kind of building on that. Um, yeah, like they they kind of have to. They're gonna have to. I don't know. Build some sort of partnership. Maybe it's Ubisoft. Maybe it's, it's someone else. You know, basically to kind of step up this whole third party issue they got, especially with EA. Just like dump it pretty much. Um, and and so some somehow you know. They're going to have top quality titles from first party. That's going to be a given. They always do. Nintendo's always done excellent on that, on that level. But they're going to have to bring some sort of third party in to just kind of add more to the mix as well. Um, and and EA, you know, whatever they're doing, it's, it's been horrible, I think, in my mind. So, like, just to see, oh, yeah, they're not making that for, for Wii U. They're not making that for Wii U. And I don't even know what new EA game is really even coming out for Wii U. Um, because they pretty much said, you know, we're not going to make anything, pretty much. Um, and so I think if they were able to bring in some other third parties, they don't even have to be exclusives. Just say, hey, you know, these same games that are coming to Xbox One and PS4 are also going to be on Wii U. Um, that would satisfy a lot of people, especially when they look at all three consoles, because it's almost guaranteed that the Xbox and the and the PlayStation are going to be some high price. I don't know how they're going to make that, either of those systems, you know, uh, affordable to the average person. And so, um, because of all the technology and everything within those, and so, you know, if they can secure some third parties that are going to be, you know, be putting their game on Wii U in addition to their systems, um, a lot of people are going to maybe gravitate toward Wii U because, you know, it's the cheaper, it's the cheaper option. Um, and now that it's, you know, basically on the same level, maybe not exactly, but basically on the same level as the as the competition, um, then I think it's it's going to be a a big push, you know, if they're able to secure that, um, especially in light of whatever EA has been, you know, doing lately. Right. Yeah, I think that third party um, thing is going to be huge. So I hope that Nintendo. I mean, I know that they're going to be coming. Coming out, coming up as big with first-party titles, but they really gotta um, hammer it home with third-party titles as well to kind of, you know, give gamers some confidence that that stuff is on the way. Um, so it's definitely something to um, keep an eye out for, I think. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I think um, I'm just excited in general just to see 3D Mario, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, especially. I am. So excited about that, and I hope they announce a new dojo or something. That'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just you know really looking forward to that and seeing what they're going to be doing. So kind of um, on another I'm side sure. of things, I just yeah. sorry to jump in real quick and this just came in my head. One of the things that I know a lot of people have been really just bagging on um, Wii U just in general, and Nintendo has like their marketing campaign has just been not that nearly as great as it was for Wii. I mean, like, everybody and their mother knew what Wii was because their marketing was just fantastic for it. And I 
think that if they announce, you know, maybe some new marketing thing could be huge because like what they've been doing right now is just not that great. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And I, I think there was some report about, at least in Europe, that Nintendo um, was kind of holding back their marketing budget for the second half of the year. So if they really have all these games and stuff, then you know, I think they could like try and, uh, you know, really go full force with that. So hopefully they do have a strong new marketing campaign um, and uh, hopefully, and not some of this other junk that they've tried to release for Wii U that's just laughable, like really. Um but, uh, yeah, hopefully they release some good stuff. That'll be cool. Um, but, yeah, this E3 is definitely games, games, games. Uh, I mean, even with Xbox One, PlayStation 4, we already have the console unveiling. Now it's time for the games for those. And Wii U and 3DS, I guess Nintendo's got the game. So um, this is going to be an exciting E3. I think it'll be pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to it. And um, it's only two weeks away. So. Um, and you kind of get to participate in it this year. Right, yeah, if, if we can get the details of, you know, because um, I have to find out when they're doing this and if there's a best sign near me and the times, but definitely excited about the possibilities. Um, if there is something, if I'm able to go, I will definitely go and record some footage and um, post that on Nintendo Fuse as well for you all. And um, maybe then we can also um, have a podcast, you know, with just impressions and stuff later too, or um, we'll have to figure that out. Um, speaking of which, for the podcast plans, um, as we end this, this episode for tonight, um, I just wanted to kind of give a little note to our listeners that the schedule for the podcast may be changing a bit. I know we've tried to do every other Tuesday, although we've had a bit of a break like this last one, uh, the episode before this was a month ago. Um, with just my school schedule and stuff, it's been kind of hard to do a bit more regular um, podcasts. So um, there, there may be episodes coming up. We're going to try and work out the details on the schedule but there may be some episodes where, um, uh, like, Steve hosts the podcast or something, or um, we might get some other people to kind of join us. We're going to figure out all the details, but um, just kind of giving you guys a heads up. We're definitely going to try and do something for E3. Uh, I guess until we know how E3 is going to work, it's kind of really hard to plan that because um, I don't know if the typical APM thing will work because you guys will be in, in California and stuff. So we'll have to figure out the details, but stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com. As soon as we find out our E3 plans, I'll make a post on the site, you know, kind of detailing what's going on with that. Um, but uh, we're definitely doing some sort of an E3 podcast. So be on the lookout for that in two weeks' time. And enjoy E3. Um, it's going to be a good one. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you to I am Mr. Blanky in the chat and also um, Noodles Doodles in the chat who, mind blown, that's actually Trist, um, as we discovered in the chat room. Um, so for those who know Trist, who's been on our forums, uh, and he was, Noodle Poodles was actually saying that Sonic is not really relevant with gamers anymore. And Trist is like the number one Sonic fan. So I'm kind of like mind blown right now. It's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to, uh, uh, if, you, if you don't know who Trist is, if you don't know who any of these other guys are, definitely check out our forums. And we have some, uh, some cool people on there. So check that out. Join in on our discussions. Post your Nintendo Network IDs if you've got a Wii U as well. Um, and uh, it'll be good. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys around E3. Peace out. Yeah. Yeah.